It's the I, final day of the PGA Championship. I will have it streaming on my phone, I'm sure. Going to duct tape it to the golf cart? I have done that before. I love golf. Surprising intro to this one. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Windy City Wingers podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Fire, Chicago Red Stars, and a trip around the world for a soccer update from all over the globe. My name's Alex. I'm joined, as always, by Brady and um, one other person who Ooh, is going to leave him take out. up most of the podcast, so uh, we'll just it is my refer to him as now. the Liverpool fan. <laughs> that guy. Ah, I arrived back in Illinois today to be greeted by 82 degrees and sun. It is beautiful out. Heat is happening. The AC is on for all three of us. I checked, which to me means summer has officially started. How are we feeling about that? Well, I'm a Liverpool fan, so my summer's starting off pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Dave. Yes, Dave. Should have known. Get (laughs) him. On the topic of summer, one of my favorite activities is grilling. And I recently inherited not one, but two charcoal grills. Now, there's much debate happening between what what is best for a grill, charcoal or gas. And I think best is really should be rephrased as what is your preference? Because each has their pros and cons. I'm curious what both of you prefer to cook on charcoal grill, gas grill. Crapshoot. Cause consistency, you want gas, I would think. And then, you know, you're going to cook it the same way every single time. Sure. Charcoal has that extra flavor though. And if you have the time, it's Mm -hmm. definitely worth it. And it's just, I don't know. That's like, classic summer vibe for me is charcoal grill, like whether it's for tailgating or just kind of just hanging out. The smell. You do have to wait a little longer, right? For charcoal. I feel like maybe I'm doing, what do you mean to, to get it started up, to get it heated up. Yep. For sure. So I'm a, I'm a gas grill person. It's, I find the consistency better. The ease is better. Um, and I just think it's easier to, maintain and have a beer while you're cooking versus when you're charcoal, I feel like it's a little bit more dangerous and people are more liable to just run into the thing See, and knock it over. It, and maybe I'm talking about only my family. No, no but it, it is, it's so much more work because you have to really pay attention to it, get it started. And then mm-hmm. the cleanup too, like you want to do that right and not just leave it there either. So, and, and I'm a good flavor day, person. I'm good at all the, the rubs and stuff like that. So yeah. I get plenty of flavor from my gas grilling. Don't you worry. Okay. Okay. All right. Love the confidence. Yeah. And the other thing is when I'm grilling on charcoal, I feel like I'm constantly on a timer until that charcoal mm. goes out. And gas, as long as your propane tank is not empty. It's like you can just go and go and go as long as you need or crank it up, get it really hot and then bring it down charcoal. It's like you have a little control over that, but uh, when you spread your coals out, you've got, you know, 
30 to 45 minutes to cook everything and yeah. you need to restock. You got to take the grates off and, uh, but yeah, flavor. Is that why you Smoke. have two of them? Yeah. Well, I'm not in a because position then you to could, turn like, down. Stagger it like 30 minutes. Yep. Like, yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, yeah. Like wow. if I want to do one that is just all vegetables and another one that is all burgers and sausages and whatever. Um, the real reason I, yeah. the, the one I inherited first is from my grandparents and is just a basic Weber charcoal grill mm-hmm. classic. I the, can like, see it. The second one, yeah, whatever you're picturing in your head, that's exactly what it is. The second one (laughs) is uh, one of the setups where it is actually built into a table. Mm -hmm. Um, So it doesn't have the little legs on it, but it's got a place to put all of your cooking equipment and uh, little kind of holder thing. So I saw that. It's like, I want that too. So we're just taking both. And eventually, the real answer to the question is, both you want both grills because if you want to <laughs> yeah. do like smoky ribs you can do that on charcoal grill you could do it on propane but It'd be both. better yeah all right all right Glad that was an excellent old team. man corner that was great <laughs> yeah that that is yeah that is an old man conversation i think grilling is a favorite summer activity but so is drinking a beer and watching food grill that i'm not even cooking just i know the <laughs> i don't know why that's so fun but it's like i don't best. know either but we just talk about being old men and looking at food <laughs> cooking on a grill all right time for soccer talk we've got some doozies to get through today so let's stay strong try to stay positive plow on through let's start with the ladies, Chicago Red Stars, their match that was supposed to be played on May 7th against the Washington Spirit has been rescheduled due to the Challenge Cup final. We talked about how weird it was that they were playing that tournament and finishing it up yeah. during the regular season. It kind of screwed stuff up. Uh, well, we'll play them later on in the season. Yes. But since we took a break last week, the Red Stars also played the San Diego Wave May 15th at 4 p.m. Did not come away with a victory there, unfortunately, though. Lost this one two to one. It was the first ever meeting between the two clubs, which is kind of exciting. Um, but there are a couple things to be disappointed about in this one. Yeah, let's start yeah. off with the Waves kits. They're really lame. That was, I was really expecting the biggest. Something to, <laughs> yeah, it was the biggest disappointment to, the to me. Yeah, the crest was so sick that you would have thought this, you know, this first round of jerseys would have been something to like be an instant buy, even if you weren't from the area, but it just mm-hmm. wasn't the case. They're kind of lame. So yeah, they look a lot Hopefully. like the OL rain, which already exists yeah. on that coast. Like why, why do that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe they forgot their kits and just borrowed some. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, that works. <laughs> they did have like a, Nice numbers, which were in pink, and also the goalkeeper's kit was pink as well. So that kind of looked more appropriate. Uh, but maybe next year, maybe it's one of those things with the MLS too, where they have a two year rotation and they mm. just had to go into the mm. template. So, could be. yeah. Okay. Bringing it back to the game, uh, we had five rookies make appearances. We are quite injured right now and road trip and probably one of our longest road trips as like distance wise. So that's not going in our direction. 
we had a bad giveaway by even one of the vets in this one that led to the first penalty uh, that Morgan put away. So just, you know, a lot of things not going our way. Mm. Alex Morgan, by the way, five goals in two matches. She is on one right now. Uh, so good for her. And then I really wanted to talk about this set piece, the second goal for the wave. Excellent. And you should go back and watch it, especially coaches. This is a really nice play, and it does a lot of different things to break down the defense. You have two people lined up on the ball. One of them fakes a kick and then makes a run straight down the line. And the first pass is to her. So she's forcing the back line to drop off, and it breaks the wall apart. Then she immediately returns it back to where the free kick was originally going to be taken, bends the ball in, and now our defense is deeper than it would have been. Also, it's confused as people have moved around. Where's my mark? Oh, am I supposed to be pushing up? Where am I supposed to be? And then it results in an easy goal for a center back who's just up there like, yep, no one mark me. Don't worry about me. Really nice set piece offensively. Really bad defensive work, but it is sort of explainable because it was a nice bit of ingenuity from the wave and something for the Red Stars to learn from. Keeping it positive, Nagasato got her first assist on the season and Ava Cook has her first career goal. So that's some good things. And early on in an away match, this is okay. This is momentum to be built on, not necessarily something to be down on uh, as we move into our next team to talk about. But uh, yeah. Before we get into that, Herman. Coming up next for the Red Stars, it's going to be against the Orlando Pride. This coming Sunday, May 22nd at 6 p.m. Think about that plane ride going from San Diego to Orlando. (laughs) Long time. Long one. Uh, Orlando has not been very good of late. uh, So this should be a winnable game despite it being on the road. Red Stars should have a chance for this one. Hopefully. Get a W on the board. Now, next team, fire. Hmm. And we got all that positive stuff out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, um, I just... Sheesh. We don't even know how to transition with this one. It's going to be rough, folks. <laughs> Very well. All right. So we're, we're going to start, <laughs> start with the game against Atlanta which took place Saturday, May 7th. Uh, that's a four to one loss for the fire. Whoops. Yes. Not, not what we had envisioned. <laughs> that's fast. Yeah. We're not going to really discuss this one. Burn the tape. Miles Robinson went down. So not only was it just bad fire defending, also the best, my favorite U S center back goes down and is not going to yeah. be available for the world cup. So brutal. Let's move on. Two match that took place this past weekend against Cincinnati FC, May 17th, Soldier Field. Another loss for the fire, two to one. This one was more painful for me. Yeah, it was a winnable game, they said. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, it should have been winnable. Um, Yeah. But, like, Cincinnati is... That's four in a row for them that they've won. Like mm-hmm. they're really hot no, right they now. They do look good. But at like we uh could could have won that game. Yeah. The oh no defending is back. The yeah, what are yeah. we doing back here? The I mean, not even Calvo 
had an own goal that bad last season. Like that was uh, a blue oh. one from Chihos. Own goal, yeah. Play overall, yeah. right? Ooh, no, right. Chios is, is an excellent <laughs> player. Yes, I feel like that. Like looking back on it, in the moment, I was just devastated. But like that's so uncharacteristic of him, and it was yeah. such a weird. Like I think he thought he had to put more on it, and then mm-hmm. it was like, oh mm-hmm. crap! Like, and that I changes think- the tone of the game completely too. For when sure. your best player, arguably. Puts it sure. well. I shouldn't say best because you go to Shakiri for that, but really, the best defense has been playing the best on yeah. the entire squad. And then you could just see like he's just on his knees afterwards. Yeah, I mean, uh, that could change the whole vibe of the game, ruin the confidence of players. This is just it's a weird one, and it's a crappy feeling, and it's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird one because. As a defender, there's a big difference between heading back to your goalkeeper and chesting it back. And mm-hmm. this is one where you just can't head it. There's too much going on around you and there's too much that can go wrong. And it did exactly that. Whereas you either decide to chest it back, but if you can't do that, it's got to go away. It, you can't try and make a completed pass there. He might have been better off not even touching it. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, well, it's it's hard to do that. Like, yeah, it's easy to say it in hindsight, but he was so close to the defender or the offensive player that I don't think he would have even been able to turn over his shoulder and track the ball. Like, no, he would have had no. enough time to get in through. front of yeah. him. Like, yeah, but whatever. It, it's easier to say that when it's on film, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and also seeing it live because Dave and I were there. Yes. We, yes. we did get to go live. <laughs> We were um, there. We were there. It was gorgeous. Like the weather was beautiful. The it was yeah. the stadium was lovely. Yeah. And I right. would say the atmosphere before this goal, as Dave kind of brought up, was awesome. Like people were excited. Yep. The lower bowl sure. was pretty much full, which was fun to see. Um, and then, yeah, the stadium turned quickly after this yeah. goal. It, it was surprising because I was there a little early and was waiting in line for the gates to open and the despite the recent form, the vibe was still really good. I was talking mm-hmm. to some fans and they were still really optimistic and um, they were harassing me because I was wearing a Liverpool jersey and they're like, you must be drunk coming from the pub. I said, yeah, I wish. No, <laughs> yeah, but it was, it, it was, it was fun. And yeah, it really did turn though. As soon as that happened. Yeah. It's like, we jumped back like two years all of a sudden and yeah. we were in the same spot. For yeah. sure. That was one of my first thoughts is that looks like a play from last year where it we're really not did. on the same page. Um, yeah, that's tough. I will say we, we, it's a lot of negativity, understandably a positive though, the kit combos, the dark <laughs> blue of the fire and that vivid orange of Cincy. Mwah. Oh, like you would have thought beautiful. they would have done bears colors instead, right? Like for, <laughs> for that, for that little blip where they screwed up on the crest, that would have been good. You know, maybe that's <laughs> why it looks so good. Cause they're at, it does. Used to it. it's the bears. That's exactly colors. it. Yeah. Yeah. That hyper orange with the blue. Yeah. There you go. Um, so you two were at the game. Did you go to the midway club at all during the match? Since you're yes. VIP people now. I it's, went in for the first time. I bet yeah, Brady hey, first time. with the drink cool. sitting on the leather couch. Greeted him there. It was great. Nice. <laughs> right next to the Excellent. fire that was going. Yes, there was a little fire there too. It was really fancy. Wow. Yeah. Pretty classy. Pretty, feels 
very cool to be a part of it. Like oh, only yeah. complaint is the speakers were not loud enough. Mm. I wanted it to be like ah. a club atmosphere in there, but it was it's super nice. It's I'm curious what, what it's going to be like for like bears fans too. Like if mm-hmm. that's completely new, that that's really cool experience. Yeah. I liked it. Would, it was a good spot to hang at halftime too. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was, Oh fun. yeah. Yeah. That'll be great when it's in the fall as well. We can just warm up. And we're hoping, I mean, maybe that, well, I guess it's probably only season ticket holder fans, right? But I think we think if we flex our tickets, we'll be able to let our friends into it too, because it should all have the the red pass. We'll find out though, let people know. Oh, another thing too is a season ticket holder gift for the year. I wanted to bring up real quick. We got these like cool little crest things and a paperweight. This is, is it already? I know that. The audience can't see this, but I already have it. And there it goes on the <laughs> they ground. They can hear it. Great audio, they though. can hear it. Yeah, so it's the fire badge, the new badge, but on Six. like... Yeah, go ahead, Dave. has all the trophies on the back and on the front, just Chicago Fire FC with the new crest, 25 seasons of losing. <laughs> and <laughs> That's the team motto. <laughs> no, no, no. It just says 25 seasons, and then it does have the trophies that they won, like, you know, 20 years ago on the back. And, uh, it's good. It, it was a really nice gift. I'm happy with it. That's good. That's cool. I feel like paperweights are not needed anymore yeah, because no paper, paper but yeah, now it just sits on my whatever this is bookshelf. Bookshelf. Yes. Yeah. That's that's, that's, it has no that's, books because people don't read anymore. Also, yes. <laughs> <laughs> And I say uh, paperweights don't get used anymore. Meanwhile, I'm looking at so many uh, pieces of mail and bills and other things that are just organized in one hundred dollars holders. Yeah, like a lot of hundred dollar bills that should be weighed down. No, I was saying for my paperweight that you need hundred dollars <laughs> all over the place. That was that was pretty clever from both. Filthy of you. rich. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, do we do we want to keep talking soccer at all? Do we want to just move on past this game? I kind of I wanted to. Mention, I don't even know what to say about this game outside of that. <laughs> I mean, oh, we should talk about the fire goal. If yes. is that that yeah 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 yeah, you yeah, should yeah. go say what you wanted to say about that because that was cool. Okay. Yeah. I I lied to you a little bit. So Slonina's in his first ever slump. Okay, just that's our that's last too. negative thing. Yeah, that's uh, so real. It'll be, it'll be interesting. That's to see a Kool Aid that I'll drink. That. All right, <laughs> flavor aid. Uh, anyway, um, John Duran gets his first goal, yes. first career MLS goal, and it was off a corner kick. It was a nice little flick. Uh, the whole stadium erupted and was ready for the fire to come back. So that was awesome and really cool to see. The sound was incredible. Like that was that was fun. Uh, and then I did want to talk about FC Cincinnati. I know no one else cares, but Brandon Vasquez is good. Uh, his pressure is part of what created the second mm-hmm. goal. And that was in the however late minute. Hold on, everybody. That was in the 85th minute. So he is going all game, putting pressure on the fire and uh, made intelligent runs. It was fun to see him live. And then Lucho Acosta is really good. And despite his diminutive size, he is a firecracker. So that is fun to see 
and then, yeah, we can move on from there because the fire in their last seven games have lost five times and have scored three goals. Oof. Yeah, not great. The next game is going to happen before this releases. Game will take place yesterday, Wednesday, <laughs> May 18th against New York Red Bull. Who have yet to win at home. We have a chance. Yeah, that'll be their first home win. <laughs> <laughs> Dave. <laughs> Come on, we've already seen what's going to happen against. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right, unfortunately. Chicago overall, the fire kind of slumping yep. right now. Not playing particularly well. After that, Sunday, May 22nd, we have a game against New York City. FC, NYC, FC, that is 4 p.m. And it's taking place, again, in New York. So, New York trip. A few, few day trip to New York. Yeah, New York are, the FC are 5-1-1 one, and one at home, so totally different from the Red Bulls. Uh, and also are 4-0-1, oh, that's uh, four wins and a draw in their last five, and that's all after the CONCACAF Champions League. So, they're back at it. Uh, it's going to be a, a tough road trip. Let's go fire. Got to pull one out. Let's do it. Please. I'll go with one draw would be sweet. That would be lovely. One, <laughs> one draw would Just be fantastic. Low that bar. <laughs> <laughs> All about realistic goals. All right. Enough about the MLS. Let's move over to the EPL for our game of the week recap. A couple weeks ago, we chose the FA Cup final of Chelsea. Versus Liverpool is our game of the week. This match went into overtime, went all the way to penalty kicks. Liverpool came away with the victory, the trophy. I think with this one, I mean, we've seen this matchup. This was the fourth time the two teams met. Mm -hmm. And... Content-wise, it's hard to discuss because it's it's great to talk about goals and like crazy mm-hmm. moments. But to be honest with you, if you were watching this game, mm-hmm. it was a thrilling game. Like lots of back and forth. Like I would have thought Liverpool was going to run away with it, but Chelsea looked really good at times. Mm-hmm. Yep. So twenty-seven total shots. So that helps support your argument. It was back and forth, um, and then both teams could have won at any point. Uh, Pulisic yeah. in particular had a couple chances yeah. to put away and then mm-hmm. Captain America again. He's still, he's really good. And England is kind of starting to realize, oh, he's, he's a baller. And when I've he never plays, been so angry at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was rooting for Pulisic, which is kind of weird. Like I was rooting for one player on the field mm-hmm. and otherwise I just wanted a good game, which it was. Yeah, uh, and then it went to pens, which is always exciting. Except if you're involved, because then it's just stress. Yeah, for the next. I was time. having like a heart attack, like yeah. the entire time. Like Brady was there, and I was on the couch, like curled up, like laying gone. on my side, like <laughs> I can't do this again. <laughs> no, I'm glad you had someone there for emotional support. Just to say that, as I just laughed at him. I was just yeah. gonna say it wasn't really supportive. No. <laughs> kind of like Dave, Dave. Um, one thing I do want to talk about really quick is the kits that Chelsea wore because they were in bright yellow, which I know is like their alternative Jersey, uh, kit. I've seen that kit before. Um, but why is that the color? 
Do either of you know? Yeah. So I did look this up and actually it's a superstition type thing. Uh, Chelsea most hmm. recently and more often won the FA Cup in a yellow jersey versus the blue. Wow. So it's a similar thing to like the <laughs> Super Bowl where there's like a, an, it's abnormal how many times the team in white has won. Uh, this is one of those situations where it's just kind of superstitious and they pick the jersey because of it. Wow. That either shows the lack of confidence that Tuchel has in his team or the lack that general management has in Tuchel. So <laughs> what like, management? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's running the show. Oh yeah, now. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted all advantages that he could possibly have. And actually they do have management. It's like the Chelsea, like, foundation board which would mean mm-hmm. it's really sad then and, <laughs> and more depressing <laughs> yep wow not yep not a lot of great things happening for chelsea right now Mm-mm. it's gonna be sad interesting times. to see what they try to do next season they're in the champions league so they're going to be making money yeah, congrats yeah. yeah that that is a positive and i will say um for everything that's happening, like to make it to the FA Cup final and to put up a fight against Liverpool, who's playing very well right now. Mm-hmm. Good show, but oh, what a heart, another heartbreaking loss for Chelsea. Down to pens. It just, yep. that sucks. That I think if Fabinho was not injured, that that game would have been very different and Liverpool would have smoked him. But it was very clear that the midfield was pretty choppy. Brady, you even know it. We had this conversation day yes, of. I just don't I, shake your head at me now. <laughs> I just think it's funny that you're going back and going, yeah, well, we were missing one of our players and it would have been even further away. And I, yep. I, there are parts of it that I do agree with because Keita had kind of a shocker in the first half, kind of one of his games where I was like, what, what is he doing? And why is he doing that? Um, I guess the most interesting tactical thing that I saw was Keita played sort of a right winger and Alexander Arnold underlapped him, which I thought didn't really help their skill sets. It doesn't really fit what yeah. they do. Um, so yeah, so it it, de- it did change how Liverpool played, um, but it, that's a little bit of hindsight again from you. Like ah yeah, well we won, so I can go ahead and say this, mm-hmm. and none of us can argue. Oh yeah, I was terrified. I'll be honest, yeah, it, was, it was scary. Everybody had knocks you. Havertz was out for Chelsea, so you could make the argument the other way. You know, it's that time of the season. Yeah. Uh, congrats to Liverpool. Another trophy in the case. Well done. Whatever. And for the quadruple continues. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. It is. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Stevie. Now, <laughs> sticking in the EPL, we Not have. Too some things to discuss here because end of the season is approaching Um, champions league teams have qualified, but still some slots up for grabs. Interesting to see what's going to happen here Uh, at the end. Brady, let's start off with you Tottenham a lot on the line right now. So yeah, we're bringing the energy right back up because Tottenham (laughs) is back and forth crazy like not back in back and forth this we are in fourth we have the lead (laughs) on arsenal i you know whatever uh (laughs) arsenal managed to lose today two to nothing to Uh, newcastle and i'm elated i completely forgot about this game as it was happening and then someone yeah this is awesome (laughs) so 
just cloud nine right now. Um, all we really need to do is draw. We have a ridiculous goal differential advantage over Arsenal. Uh, and I don't think we need to. Let's go. We can beat the crap out of Norwich. Uh, you have yeah. really nothing to play for. Let's do it. Top four Champions League football. We're keeping Kane. It's it's all happening for Spurs. Not only that, but if you guys beat Norwich and Chelsea lose out, you're in third place. So that's Contest, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So Chelsea's going to be a hard pass from me. <laughs> um, other fun. than qualified for Champions League next year. Woohoo. Um, Dave. <laughs> ah, Liverpool. Yes. Go for the it. moment everybody's been waiting for. Yes. Yeah, I, that's, that's not the way I'd word it, but go yeah. ahead. So this entire Premier League conversation is a lot more interesting if Liverpool beat Southampton on Tuesday, which they mm-hmm. really should. That said, um, there are a lot of knocks that got picking up by Liverpool. So they have Fabinho, Salah, and Van Dijk. And the question becomes, do they just bench them for the rest of the year and make sure that they are ready for the Champions League final or do they keep on playing? Uh, yeah. And one of the interesting things that they did this week was they hired a, or they're working on hiring a physiotherapist that they had two years ago that worked really closely with Van Dyke and Salah through some of their bigger injuries. Hmm. And they're going to bring them in just for these like couple weeks leading up to the champions league final. And I'm wondering if that also includes a conversation about if we beat Southampton on Tuesday, are we going to try and see at least Salah and Van Dyke uh, for that final premier league game, or are they really just focusing on the champions league and making sure that they win that? So I think, by the time this podcast is released, we'll kind of have a better understanding of how that's going. But right now, it's kind of up in the air at the time of the recording. Um, Klopp did say that extra 30 minutes kind of ruined his entire game plan oh, yeah. going into the week. Uh, Nobody wanted that on yeah. either team. And that with unexpected injuries, it was not great at all. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be a lot of the backup players for... The ripple against Southampton, but we do have fantastic depth. The only thing is lately we have not been using that depth very frequently. So it's going to be a very interesting jump back into, into play for some of these guys. Yep. Then after Southampton, we had the final premier league match against wolves. Wolves actually, despite being in eighth and they can't go any higher than eighth have been in very bad form as of late and have kind of slipped up. They got smoked by city. They, um, I think they dropped points in the mid or this weekend as well. And I think it's a great opportunity for Liverpool to get a bunch of goals. But I think at this point for Liverpool to win the league, they need Aston Villa to beat city and they just need to win out from here. I don't think that that goal differential is really realistic unless they absolutely smoke wolves. I don't, I don't know if that'll happen against Southampton. So It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And then Champions League final, May 28th, mark it in your calendars. Even if they don't win the league and they don't win the quadruple, that's still huge. They could still win three of the four competitions for an English team. Which is wow. That's about it, guys. Yeah. Yeah. All of this is a little bit moot if Villa can't beat City. But it is. That's a Villa versus City is still a Liverpool game because Stevie Gerrard is in charge. And yep. ex Liverpool player Felipe Coutinho. <laughs> so we have our double agents working for us in Villa. Excellent. So that's going to be great. Watch it all. Premier League. Let's go. 
Yeah. Speaking of Premier League, let's get to the game of the week for next week's episode, which will be Championship Sunday, also known as Premier League Match Day 38. All teams are playing simultaneously, 10 a.m. Woo! All the games. Watch them all. I'm going to have analysis on each one. I believe there's a simultaneous goal zone show Ah. on on NBC. I saw something like a headliner, but I don't, I can't guarantee that, but it it sounds like that's the concept. On one of the NBC channels, they're going to have some kind of goal zone type thing where they'll jump around and like kind of look at all the games at once, which will be cool. So Right into my veins. I'm hoping that's exactly (laughs) what I read and... They're not lying to me. So <laughs> Brady will be providing analysis on every single game <laughs> next week. Full breakdown. We're going to run through them all. Here we go. No, we won't do that. No, we're not going to go through them. <laughs> it, might, it might kill me. What? <laughs> I think, I think big ones, Arsenal versus Everton, um, Brentford versus Leeds, Burnley versus Newcastle, City versus Villa, Tottenham versus Norwich. West Ham versus Brighton, Liverpool versus Wolves. It's almost all the games are <laughs> like just... huge. And you can actually make an argument that United versus uh, Crystal Palace is a huge game as well because that them and uh, West Ham are fighting for either conference versus Europa League spots as well. So it's like it's it's a massive finish. Almost every single game is of importance. The only ones that really aren't are Leicester City, Chelsea versus Watford. That's literally the only two games that don't matter. <laughs> That's and, and you're in it, Herman or Alex. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to do some predictions. Um, although I don't, I don't know what in, to in, do. in terms of right. A premier league winner, uh, man city's got that one. So Liverpool for me, I've come this far. I'm doing or, it. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, and right now, just so everybody's on the same page, the standings are currently Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal, yes. Man U, Shush, and West Ham. Uh, in terms of a final top seven order, do you see any changes? Do you foresee any changes to that order? West Ham me, passes Man U. Yes, that's the big one for me because I think West or Man United will draw Crystal Palace and I think West Ham will win and will surpass them on goal differential. I have a feeling that that's what's going to happen in that game. I would love to see that. I think everybody, most 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 of the country would would like to see that. (laughs) If somehow Arsenal could also lose like 12 points... Mm. I need Arsenal to win because if Arsenal beat Everton, that, that relegation conversation continues, but it also really (laughs) depends on what happens Thursday. Like a lot of, I wish we could talk about in depth, what's going to be the relegation battle. But unfortunately you're when this gets released, watch those games because that's going to determine what's going into this week and who's in that conversation. Still, Mm -hmm. there's a huge, huge impact of what's going to happen on the bottom half of the table that Thursday. Mm -hmm. Come on leads. Yes. Stay up leads. Stay up Burnley. Yeah. So close. Like those, those games are so 
uh, fun because it's teams fighting for their lives. Like we have yeah. to win. We mm-hmm. have to have to win, but three teams got to get relegated. Yes. Someone it's going to be someone lots of excellent games again, this coming Sunday, we will break down the best of them next week for you. Championship Sunday, best day of the year if you're an EPL fan. Make sure you're tuning in. Other games that are happening this coming weekend. In the MLS, we have an interesting matchup on Saturday, 5 p.m., Cincinnati versus New England. As we mentioned earlier, Cincinnati's really hot right now. That's going to be a closer game than you may think. Yeah, much closer than it looks on paper. Um, I actually think since he could go my way with the win. Oh, spicy. Uh, following day, Sunday, May 22nd. Once you have filled your body up with as much EPL soccer as you can watch later on that night, we have Austin versus Orlando City, 7 p.m. That could be another interesting one. watch. Yep. Uh, Serie A should be decided this weekend as well. I think Inter and AC Milan are within a couple points of each other. Excellent. Um, so check that out Sunday. I think it's actually after an hour after the Premier League games start, the Italian games start. Nice. But it's not a full slate. All right. Looking ahead, uh, do we want to cover a little game plan for future episodes that are coming up? Yeah. We could just shoot that real quick. Yeah. I think he was teeing you up. <laughs> oh, he's teeing me up? Okay. Yeah. I forgot it was in green. My bad. His my face. Bad. No, you're good. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you can just start, Ian will, Ian will yeah. chop her up nice and, nice and delicate. So again, next week, the 23rd, we're going to do the Premier League recap and a Champions League final preview between Liverpool and Real Madrid. It's another Dave podcast. Uh, and then on the 30th, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> ugh. <laughs> and then on the 30th, we'll be doing Champions League final recap and a summer soccer preview because there is no World Cup. So we're going to talk about games that are interesting. Mm-hmm. Sure. Make sure you're tuning in next week, week after. So much soccer to cover. As always, feel free to reach out to us as a group. Email us at windycitywingers.info at gmail dot com questions comments things you'd like to hear more about or feedback that you have brady if our listeners want to reach out directly to you where can they do that i am on twitter at stat underscore bro i sent something out interesting today so look that up it's a fun little stat that has uh, never happened in major league baseball before so that's kind of fun and then uh, Instagram at Brad the Bard thirteen. Brad the Bard is busy right now and has got a lot going on, so pay attention to that as well. Excellent. And Dave, where can our fans reach out directly to you? You can be found on both Twitter and Instagram at Windy City underscore Dave. Excellent. Thank you both. Thank you to all our listeners for tuning in each and every week. Everybody, have a great rest of your week. Enjoy the soccer this weekend. We'll see you.